0: I'm excited to be back. How many of you guys are excited to be here in the, in the, in the presence of God? Yes? There we are. Okay, see, I just got to give you the right motivation. Okay, that's good. Very good. Well, I'm glad you guys are excited uh, here to worship. Worship was amazing. I just I love sitting in his presence. I love uh, worshiping with you guys. You guys are just really cool people to to dive into that, to jump into his worship. All right, so everybody, listen. My beautiful wife is in the back. She doesn't always come. Everybody give her a wave. Hi, baby. All right, so. Not too long, guys. Not too long. All right. So tonight, uh, Pastor Tony and I are starting a two-week series, kind of a new series, uh, and we're titling it Set Apart. And uh, it's really interesting. I'm super excited about it. We're talking about holiness. We're, t- we're going to tackle a few questions. What is holiness? Can I be holy? And what does it take to be holy? Uh, Pastor Tony's sermon next week is going to be fire, so make sure, make sure you're here, all right? It's going to be really good. Um, also, participation level, I need, like... All right, I just I need need some help, need some energy. I just had a Mountain Dew, so I'm not entirely sure how all this is gonna come out. But um, I just I need you there with me. Are you guys ready? Guys are ready. All right, good, 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 good. All right. So as always, I'm gonna pray and then we're we're gonna jump right in. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that your word is true and that. That what you say about us is true, Lord God, and what you say that we can have, we can have, and who you say that we are, we can be, Lord God. I thank you for that, and I thank you for the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray that you would move me out of the way, Jesus, and whatever you need to say tonight, that it would be said. It's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. 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 So tonight, we're talking about two questions specifically. What is holiness, and can I be holy? So what what is holiness? Like we see this word throughout the Bible, holy, right? It's on the front of the cover, okay? That was a place to laugh. It's on the front of the cover. Yes, we're getting there. All right, good, good, good. All right, we're waking up. So it's on the front of the cover. I mean, it describes God himself. It describes his presence, the things that he touches. So it's a lot. it's, It's a lot. You see the word holy all over The Bible, And sometimes it kind of just, it can get lost in translation of what exactly does the word holy mean? But before we get to all the technical stuff, I kind of, I want to see where you guys are at. I want to see where your head is at. So I'm going to call on a couple of people, or you guys can raise your hands and I'll call on you. Um, Just what do you think is holiness? What is, what does it mean to be holy? Oh, oh, go ahead. Give this man a mic. Get, a, get this man a mic, perfect, perfect. Anybody else anybody else wanna try? I don't even know if I need to preach now. That was it, very good, go ahead. Do what? Pure, perfect, pure, a purity, pure, something pure, something blameless, that's, that's good, those are good. Guess, come on man, you guys are in my small group. Do I gotta send y'all to the welcome area? Come on, man, all right. Are we good now? Are we good? All right. Thanks. My own small group. That's terrible. Heckler's up here. Terrible. So essentially this idea of holiness, we see it throughout the Bible. It means pure. It means blameless. It means set apart for God. Um, And that's something that we're going to get into. And I'm glad that he even said it early. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. But I like to look up the definition of words when I'm trying to figure out exactly what they mean. And the Oxford Dictionary gives us a definition for holy. It says dedicated or consecrated to God or religious purpose, sacred. There's a second subnote. It says of a person devoted to the service of God or morally and spiritually excellent. In other words, there's a high standard for morals and things of the spiritual nature. I think it's interesting that the definition of the word holy literally points back to God. It's kind of like a full circle. Like essentially we say holy God, but in other words, you're really just saying like, it's, it's a, like God is holy is God. Do you understand what I mean? It's kind of trippy, okay? I think it's interesting that the word holy itself gets its nature from God because he is blameless. So because he is blameless, he sets this bar high for us, right? Because he has no sin, he can essentially say, you also have no sin because I have no sin. Like, it's essentially like a father saying, listen, son, you can't do this or you can't say this, but I can do this and say this, right? That's kind of, that's backwards, right? Right? So essentially for God to tell us, no, this is the way that you need to live, he also has to be blameless. That's where we get this intrinsic nature that God is holy and holy is from God. I like that. All right, so 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. Let's see what, holy, what, it's, what the Bible says about holiness and us. Verse 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. See, Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So the first question, what is holiness? Holiness is morally and spiritually excellent. It's that high standard, that high bar that God sets because he is pure and blameless. And that second question that we're coming to is, can I be holy? Can I be morally and spiritually excellent? Excellent. You see there in 1 Peter, it's calling us, it is commanding us to be holy as God is holy, to be morally and spiritually excellent just as God is. But there are some other verses that I kind of find are in conflict with that call to be holy. Romans 3, verses 21 through 23, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned, not some. There is no distinction. In other words, God wants us to be holy. He has called us to be holy as he is. However, we fall short of that standard because we're human. So the short answer to that question of can I be holy is no. Right? We find this conflict between these two verses. So essentially we're saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to give up. I'm not even going to try to be holy. I can't do it. But I don't think that's where God wants us to stop. I think God wants us to think this through and push through that answer. The long answer to that question would be, yes, you can be holy, but not on your own. But not on your own. That's a huge thought to get through. Yes, you can be holy because I have called you to be holy. I wouldn't call you to do something that you can't do. But at the same time, you need me. You need me to get there because of that grace and that mercy that Jesus exemplified in his ultimate sacrifice on the cross. You and I can get there to that place of being holy. So let's take a look, let's take a deeper look at this word holy in the Bible, obviously in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Old Testament, we see the word holy and it describes a lot of things about God. It describes his presence. It describes the temple that he resides in. It describes the things that he touches, the sacred things inside the temple. But in the New Testament, the word holy is used in a different context a lot. In the New Testament, it is used a lot of times pertaining to us, pertaining to to the things that we can have, the things that we can do, the things that we can say, and what God says about us. And so I think it's pretty important that we figure out exactly what it means. The Bible obviously wasn't written in English, right? They didn't all speak English back then. If you didn't know that, here we are. The Bible wasn't written in English, okay? Especially the New Testament. The New Testament was written mostly in Greek, because of the people that wrote it, that's what they spoke. So they used the language that they spoke. I don't speak Greek. Does anybody else speak Greek in here? Man, I was really, just don't lie, come on now. <laughs> I was really hoping somebody would surprise me and be like, oh yeah, I speak Greek. I was you know born and raised in Greece, uh, but nobody has yet. So I just, I don't speak Greek. I had to look it up, all right? Um, a bunch of people that are smarter than us Uh, looked at the original text of the Bible and they came up with like this dictionary that we could look at and see exactly what these original words mean. So the word holy in the New Testament is translated to the Greek word hagios, right? And it gives two definitions in this dictionary. One, properly reverend, worthy of veneration, which essentially means worthy of the highest regard. And that definition has to do with God. But this second definition that we see in the New Testament, set apart for God, to be, as it were, exclusively his. That has to do with us. That's what this series is about. That's why we titled this, Set Apart for God, Exclusively His. That's where we're going with this series, and I hope that you guys at the end of this tonight would get some of that. And Pastor Tony's sermon next week is going to be awesome. I really, really want you guys to catch that uh, at the end of this. So let's take a look at some, some ways that the word use, the Bible uses the word "hagios" to describe us. First Peter chapter two verse nine says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. You see there, God is calling us holy." In the Strong's Dictionary, when you read through the definition of the word holy and the word hagios, there at the end, it says that the core term of the word holy really is different. Different. That's what it means. And and we almost, we see that in the Old Testament, right, where God calls his people to be different. There's this culture around them where they're doing things and God says, no, that's sin. I want you to look differently. Right. How many of you guys have friends that like when they like when you go over to their house and they talk to their mom, like sometimes you're like, oh, I don't talk to my mom like that. I'll get lit up if I talk to my mom like that. I had a friend like that. I remember, you know how awkward it is sitting in your friend's room and he's there like arguing with his mom and he's like getting a sour attitude with her. And you're like, oh, let me leave. Like and then you're in the corner and you can't go anywhere. So now you're trapped in this awkward situation. Like, thinking about, like, okay, I'm a father now, right? So I'm on the other end of that spectrum, and, like, the perspective is completely flipped, right? My kids don't act like that, you know? And, and Lord knows if they do, we're going to fix it, <laughs> right? But my kids don't act like that. And when I see other kids, I'm like, ooh, I'm glad that's not my kids. But I think God is the same way about us. We're his kids, Right? And he would look down on us and say, oh, no, my kids don't act like that. My kids don't think like that. My kids don't talk like that. My kids don't listen to that. My kids don't watch that. Those aren't my kids. My kids do this. My kids do that. See, God would have us to be different. See, this, this world around us, this culture surrounding us is normalizing sin on the daily. I mean, it's staggering to what level they're going, and it's just it's rolling downhill, and there's literally nothing you or I can do to stop it, per se, but there is one thing that you and I can do. We can be different. This world around us is is like this water in this cup. You see this water over here? Everybody's kind of the same. They all do the same thing. They all think and say the same things, but God has called us to be like this oil. If I can get that cork out. I want you to watch and see what the oil and the water do. They separate, right? See, this oil sitting on top isn't changed by the water. The water doesn't change the color of the oil, doesn't change the consistency of it, doesn't even move the oil. Actually, the oil rises to the top in this little circumstance that we have going on in this cup if anything the water pushes the oil together so that they might stay together that's another sermon we're supposed to be the oil in the water we're supposed to be the ones that are set apart that are different a holy nation like he says in first peter Check out what Jesus, I I love when Jesus talks. You guys love when Jesus talks? I love the red letter Bibles. Like when you read it, you're like, oh, Jesus said that. Like I know for a fact Jesus said that. I love it when it jumps out at you. John 15, 19. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The world is going to see you differently because you are different because he has called you to be hagios he has called you to be holy so this the next question in your mind might be okay he wants me to different he wants me to be different he wants me to be holy why would I want to be what's gonna push me to be holy all of a sudden what's gonna push me to be different all of a sudden and start changing my life why would I want that what's the incentive in there and see God in his infinite wisdom. He outthinks us, you know what I mean? And he thinks ahead of us. In that same passage that we were reading earlier, 1 Peter chapter 1, right at the end of that chapter 7 or verse 17 through 19, he gives us the answers. And if you call on him as Father who judges impartially. We're going to stop there for a second. If you call on him as Father who judges impartially that seems almost like an oxymoron right in that statement because when I think of my father and I I pray you think of your father this way I think of somebody who loves me unconditionally I think of somebody that I can bring my problems to somebody that I can run to when I need help but when I think of a judge I think of somebody immovable somebody I can't change their opinion somebody that I don't really want to talk to right so, God in this sentence is saying, if you think of me as father and as judge, check this next sentence out. Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. You see, a lot of times God can encourage us into doing stuff, right? Sometimes He just got to get down to brass tacks and li- listen, I love you and I would do anything for you, but I'm still judge. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys are like me, I read the Bible, and I read all these nice things, and I read all this encouragement in the Bible, and sometimes I can forget that God is still the same God that smites people. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is gangster on a whole other level. Like, seriously, think about it. Like, sometimes God has to remind me of the thing, of, of himself, of his character. Like, no, 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 don't get it wrong. I love you, but hey, I'm still judge, Right? you're gonna lie to me and come into my house dead at the doorstep Ananias and Sapphira check it out I'm dead serious same God it's in the New Testament so for us I think sometimes we need to be reminded that yes he's father but he is still judge let's read on conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb, without blemish or spot. So there's our two reasons. One, he's still judge. And two, because Jesus already paid the price for you to be holy. Remember, on our own, we can't be holy, but because of the, par- the price that he paid, his ultimate sacrifice, you and I can be considered different, can be considered holy. When I read this passage, it, it reminds me of this song that I listened to a few days ago. It's by uh, Keyshawn Furlow and Aha Gazelle, a couple of Christian rappers that I listened to. And in the song, the two of them are confessing that sometimes they just want to be regular people. Sometimes they just want to be normal like everybody else. They want to be usual. That's what the song song is called, The Usual. They want to be usual. They want to be normal people. They don't want to be called by God necessarily. They don't want to really be in the any kind of limelight or anything like that. They just want to be normal people. And one of the rappers, he has this conversation with his mom, it's in his song. And he says, Mom, I just I want to be normal again. Like I don't, I don't want any of this. And the mother says this, and I think God would echo this to us tonight. Son, I didn't go and give up everything and sacrifice everything in my life for you to be mediocre. I think Jesus would say the same thing. I didn't suffer hours on end of physical torture and spiritual torture for you to go and be just like everybody else. And once you have a hold of that knowledge that that sacrifice was given for you, you are now responsible because you now know, it's not like you were once, like when you were once ignorant. God, God has brought that light to you. So now you know of the sacrifice that he has given for you, that you might be different. That's moving to me. That's powerful to me. For me, the, the call or the desire to want something different or to want to be different came in a different way. I've told you guys time and time again of my time of rebellion and trying to figure out and learn that doing it my way doesn't work. It's a tough lesson to learn. If you didn't know, let me just throw this out there. If you didn't know God's way is best, I'm going to tell you now in hopes that it might be easier for you later on. Most of us have to learn that the hard way. It's a tough lesson to learn. Throughout that, I had these people around me uh, that were doing the same kind of things that I was doing. I mean, they were living the same kind of life. And we were stuck in, our, in this perpetual cycle of destruction and, and almost depression. And it was just this, this circle. And I'm seeing these things going around me. And I say, God, I, I, just, I don't want this anymore. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my future. And that is when God birthed that in me to want to be different to want something different for my life, to chase after the things that are holy. See, he's already paid the price for it. All we have to do is accept it and then walk in it. Pastor Tony is going to get on to exactly what that might look like practically for us to be holy next week. I'm telling you, don't miss it. I know I've said it a couple of times, but make sure you're here next week. So what's the bottom line for us? Where, where does it end? Where does the buck stop? What does this mean for us? And if there's one thing that you want to write down, if there's one thing that I want you to remember, it's going to be the title of our message tonight that I haven't really mentioned until now. It's just one question, holy or nah? I pray it sticks in your mind. Holy or nah? Because that's what it's coming down to. This water around us is rising and getting higher and higher and higher and getting darker and darker. And sometimes, even in the church, it's harder to distinguish who's oil and who's water, right? But I believe as time goes on, that divide is going to get even bigger and bigger. And we're going to see very clearly who believes in the word and who doesn't. I, for one, want to be on the right side of that. You know what I mean? I don't want to mess around here on earth and then me get to heaven and God tell me, nope, get it, turn around. Sorry, bud. I don't want that. And I pray that you guys don't want that either. So the simple question is holy or not? Nah? Because that's how black and white is going to be. That's how clear cut it is going to be because around us this, this sin is, I mean, it's just, it's rampant, and it's crazy. Even one of these definitions that we saw here for holy is consecrated, is, is set apart for God. That's my prayer for myself. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like, God, I want to consecrate myself to you. I want to set myself and my heart apart for your service. You see, even though all these things are going on around us, and it seems almost overwhelming, you guys have it worse than I even had it, and I'm not that much older than you. But even as we see these things getting crazy, even in the church, sexual sin is, I mean, rampant. Like, it's just, it's crazy right now. But even as we see that happening, there's a promise in his word, and I'm, I'm holding fast to it. Isaiah 59, 19 in the New King James. Sometimes you got to bring the New King James out for the power, you know. 59, verse 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So when you see this water rise, when you see these circumstances and you see culture telling you to do this and telling you to do that, God is going to raise a standard. And tonight, my friends, I pray that you would be the standard. That you would be the ones different. That you would be the ones ready to stand. Ready to stand for truth. Ready to stand for what you know and what you believe is true. So as we close... I want you guys to remember that question, holy or nah. That's it, simply. I'm going to pray us out, and then we've got a couple of discussion questions, questions for small group tonight. And then uh, you guys will break up into a small group. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that even now, Lord, you're giving us the freedom to be the ones who stand up for truth. To be the ones who stand up for your word, Lord God, consecrate us. Let our hearts be set apart for you, Lord. May we find ourselves standing against that tide, being the standard against the flood. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.